Hello, welcome to the Canopy Podcast. Today you get a special treat. We're going to start the year 2024 off with Amanda and her mother-in-law, Laura, sharing. And today's episode is going to be just a great one. Legacy is going to be discussed and you are going to want to take notes. Sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy this episode of The Canopy. Hello and welcome to The Canopy. I'm Amanda and today I am joined by one of my favorite people, my mother-in-law, Laura. So hello, Laura. Hi, Amanda. Thanks for having me here today. I'm very glad you decided to join me. Um, On this season of 70 Palms, we are telling our story, our story of salvation or maybe a lesson or what it's like to just live out day to day, what it means to be a Christ follower. And we want to share our stories to inspire others to share their stories because we know that's impactful. Um, We're all drawn to Jesus by his love. And one way we can show love to others is just simply sharing our story and what he's done for our lives, whether it's something huge and totally transforming or it's just something small and sweet that he spoke to us. So we just want to share our stories to inspire others to share their stories of what God is doing in our lives. So Laura, tell us a little bit about your story. What is your story and what was it like growing up for you? Well, first of all, I grew up in a home where mom and dad were devoted followers of Jesus Christ. And so from the moment I was born and probably before, I have always loved Jesus with all of my heart, and I can I can truly say there's never been a day when I haven't loved him. Mm. But when my dad would preach as a kid, I, I would get saved every single week until <laughs> I learned what it was to be a believer in Jesus Christ and that my salvation was secure and, um, and search out the scriptures and see what I believed. And then I became a serious disciple of Jesus Christ, and eventually that turned into a disciple-maker. So I've always loved Jesus and always served him. That's amazing. That's wonderful. Just from an early age that you've always known that. Um, that's very special and unique to you, and I think that's wonderful. So um, you grew up in a family that dedicated their lives to ministry and to serving others. Like, What was that like for you, just kind of a day-to-day or just overall? What was that like growing up in a family that did that, that they dedicated their life to ministry and others? Well, it was kind of an exciting life, and it was certainly not boring. Um, <laughs> we lived in uh, in the church basement for a few years, actually. So we would actually, my brother and I played church, which was crazy. <laughs> but our home was always open to anyone. We had weddings and funerals and fellowship dinners, and we learned how to work in the church, how to mm-hmm. clean it, how yeah. to do the bulletins, how to teach Sunday school, how to do the music, um, anything and everything. It was a great training ground for life. Um, we served, my mom and dad served our, my entire life with them. They were serving in the ministry. And I think one of the unique things about them was they never, ever thought of quitting. They just mm. kept going yeah. and they encouraged us to keep going with them. It was an exciting life and a very good life. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I bet, I bet you have some stories of the growing up in a church basement. Yes, we do. <laughs> so after you left your childhood home, what did ministry look like for you? Like, did you feel like you were called to something specific or what did it look like after you left your home under your parents' wing? That's a good question. When Dave and I got married in 1977, we helped my parents in a new church plant. 
And so we were working alongside my parents. But uh, some circumstances in 1986 uh, caused us to move to a different area of the state where we mm-hmm. were now no longer uh, children of of a church planner. We yeah. were we were we were Dave and Laura, mm-hmm. and we were in a new community where we knew basically no one. And um, we, uh, my musical abilities and some of my clerical abilities led to some part time positions in churches. Um, and I did feel like I was called to church ministry, definitely. I was well-trained for it, and I, I love doing it. So mm-hmm. I felt like it was a good fit for me. But um, we had a small... Our kids were young, and uh, uh, that was a decision Dave and I made to, for me to be a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. And so my ministry for 16 years or so was just in the home to my children and uh, just kind of being a full-time mom and... And helping out in church, at church, in ways that were uh, important to our kids. So we helped in Royal Rangers and Missionettes and Junior Bible Quiz and Fine Arts Festivals and tried to do as many uh, ministry opportunities as we could Mm -hmm. to stay in touch with our kids and to help them in their faith walk, too. Yeah, that's good. I mean, the church isn't just like you drop off your kids and let them go. You know, it's not the church's responsibility to do that. So I love how you are so involved with that. And you were a part of it. You were alongside of it. That's really great. So you have raised kids that have been called to vocational ministry and to the marketplace, but they're all serving the Lord. And you've also worked in both areas. So how do you fully devote your life to Jesus in, I guess, two different places, two different worlds, I guess? Well, first of all, our, we're, we're grateful to God that all of our kids do love the Lord and serve Him, and we don't take that lightly. That's totally by the grace of God mm. and a little bit of cooperation with Him <laughs> on that. But yes, I have worked in the church world and in the marketplace myself, and I guess for me, the key to being effective, whether you're in vocational ministry or in the marketplace, is found in Scripture in Colossians 3, 23 and 24, where it says, whatever you do, do it enthusiastically Mm. as something done for the Lord and not for men, knowing that you will receive the reward of an inheritance from the Lord. You serve the Lord Christ. So for me, no matter where I worked, I was always serving God. I wanted to be the best at what I did Mm. because I reflected him Mm -hmm. and his excellence. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be ready for opportunities that arose and be effective when I did them. And my whole secret to that was just knowing that every day when I got up and went into the office, I wasn't working for an organization. I was working for Jesus. And that made a difference in how I did my job. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. That's great. So through it all, no matter your career or your place in life, how did you grow in your relationship with Jesus? Because I know that's not always super easy or super natural to everyone. I mean, has it always been the same thing or did it look different over the years in different phases of life? Um, I guess if you wanted to expand on that. So what did, what does that look like for you? Definitely. So of course, growing up, I, I probably had heard the Bible, every portion of the Bible preached at some point yeah. at some service <laughs> or some read some article or something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at a certain point in my life, about 15 years ago, I uh, was just feeling like I'd read enough books 
And there was a C.S. Lewis quote that said, um, you know, or no, it was actually Spurgeon. Okay. And he said, um, you, you know, read many good books, mm-hmm. but live in the Bible. Yeah. And so I decided to, with a couple of friends, to read the Bible chronologically from cover to cover. My dad always did that. Mm-hmm. And I had seen that modeled, and I thought, I'm going to try that. And now for the last 15 years or so, that's what I've really been doing, is reading the Bible every day and reading through chronologically. And I have to say the Bible is living and active. Mm. And so as I'm reading, no matter what I'm going through or what stage of life I'm in, there's something in there that pertains exactly to what I'm doing and what I'm going through. And it also encourages me. And I always pray before I read the Bible that the Mm. Holy Spirit will illuminate to me what God is trying to teach me at that moment in time. And it always leads to change in my life Mm. and the pursuit pursuit of holiness. And I, uh, the single greatest thing that has changed my devotion to God and my, just my whole, the way I live my life is, uh, reading the word of God, listening for his spirit to speak to me and being in prayer about what I'm reading. Mm. I love reading God's word. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, so you and your husband, my father-in-law, you both recently retired within the last year. So now it's a total new phase of life. You probably have more time on your hands and, you know, more resources, all, all the things that you've worked for. So what does that look like now serving the Lord? Is it changed for you? Well, again, looking at retirement from the way the world looks at it and the way God looks at it, and the way the word talks about it are very different things. Mm-hmm. I was told, you know, your hardest word that you're going to have to learn in retirement is no. Just say no to everybody, you know, because you've earned the right to your time and some relaxation and that pile of books you've been wanting to read and all the things, you know, the travel, the places you've wanted to go and the things you want to do and the the way you want to have life. And... um Another person told us, you need people, you need place, you need purpose. A lot of good advice out there. Sure. And, and you know, we do have good people in our lives, our families and our friends. We do have good places, a, a comfortable home to live in. But the purpose of, of retirement, you know, is not really, I don't believe we're beginning to find out, it's not about us. Mm. It's what what purpose, God, do you have for us in this time when we still have strength, mm-hmm. we still have our quote-unquote fast ball, <laughs> we, still, um, we still have our health at this mm-hmm. point, mm-hmm. we have more finances and um, maybe some bit of wisdom we've learned in yeah. all the years on earth. And what does that look like? It, what is God's purpose? So his purpose for us both is just we've been watching it unfold We've got so many opportunities that have been placed in front of us, and it's not the time right now to say no. It's the time to say yes to God. Mm -hmm. God, if you can use me right now, Mm -hmm. we say yes. And um, so we are finding that we are more involved um, in his purposes than than we thought maybe we would be. Mm -hmm. Um, We've been volunteering at church, and, and Life Church has given us many ways that we can do that that are interesting and fun um, whether it be missions trips or volunteering with programs and um, we are just enjoying that Um, Mm -hmm. even some non-spiritual things you know (laughs) some community involvement Mm -hmm. and ways that we can be out and about 
And I think right now, uh, you know, we've, Dave and I have put all of our parents to rest in the last decade. Mm. And we watched them go from vital, um, healthy human beings, Mm -hmm. you know, to crossing the Jordan. And we know that'll come for us probably where we'll have to slow down, but right now we don't. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to go all out right now. And I feel like if you're listening and maybe you're in retirement and you're new and you still have your health and independence and you have some resources, I'd encourage you to say yes Mm. and to do the things that God puts in front of you and pray about those and go for it with all your heart. Yeah, that's great. That's Mm -hmm. really good. Thank you. Um, Do you have a verse or a person or a story that is special to you when it comes to this topic of, you know, what's next in your life? Um, Do you have something that you wanted to share on that? I do. I love to read the Psalms and there's one Psalm in particular written by Moses, the only one that he wrote. And there's a section of verses in the center of it that I really like that I'd like to read right now. It says, teach us to number our days carefully so that we may develop wisdom in our hearts. Lord, how long? Turn and have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your faithful love, so that we may shout with joy and be glad all our days. Make us rejoice for as many days as you have humbled us, for as many years as we have seen adversity. Let your work be seen by your servants and your splendor by their children. Let the favor of the Lord our God be on us. Establish for us the work of our hands establish the work of our hands. Mm. It's just such a great prayer to say, God, help me to number my days and know that I have wisdom in living them out. Um, Dave and I read a devotional book together each day Mm -hmm. uh, by one of my favorite pastors, and I'll quote him right now. Yeah. Um, It says that when we have walked through the narrow gate that leads to life, we discover that life to be a life of servant of service and that we should never turn back from our calling that we should keep pressing on because there's so many people that we know that um, don't know the Lord and here's where I'm going to quote what about us are we prepared to walk through the door of opportunity knowing that Jesus calls us to saving faith through the words of those who refuse to deny his name are we willing to say Lord Jesus Christ I feel that I have little strength, but anywhere, anytime, anyone, I'm ready to speak. Pray that when you meet the moment of opportunity, you will say and do something. Pray that you would be imaginative and creative with one foot in the Bible and the other foot in the culture so that you speak the truth about Jesus in a way that connects with those who are listening. If you do not shrink back, but rather continue sharing the gospel imaginatively, humbly, sensitively and creatively then by the power of his spirit and the might of his word those who today see you as an enemy may one day become your brothers and sisters Mm, that's really good so just make eternal choices be the most active you can be share your faith yeah live for jesus yeah that's really great is there anything else you wanted to share before we go i think you maybe had one more uh, passage of scripture that you wanted to share with us. I do. Okay, my good. my favorite verses <laughs> in the Bible happen to be happen to be just the same as Billy Graham's mom. So oh. I think that's pretty cool. Um, and they're nestled in, and I'll tell you when I get to them. But they're nestled in um, Proverbs chapter three, uh, amongst a larger portion. And I'd like to just read the first part of Proverbs three. My son, don't forget my teaching. 
but let your heart keep my commands for they will bring you many days, a full life and well-being. Never let loyalty and faithfulness leave you. Tie them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will find favor and high regard in the sight of God and man. Here's my favorite too. (laughs) Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. Think about him in all your ways and he will guide you on the right paths. Don't consider yourself to be wise. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. This will be healing for your body and strengthening for your bones. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first produce of your entire harvest. Then your barns will be completely filled and your vats will overflow with new wine. Do not despise the Lord's instruction, my son, and do not loathe his discipline. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves, just as a father, the son he delights in. Mm, That's really great. I love that portion. Yeah, that's really great. Thank you very much for sharing your story with us. I know, um, again, our purpose in sharing our stories is that someone else is going to be inspired to share theirs and just we can learn and grow from each other and just our experiences. So thank you for doing that with us today. Um, You know, our experiences aren't just for us, you know, as I said, they're for others too. And I want to say thank you to you personally, Laura, because you have been sharing life and wisdom with me since I was about 14 years old. So (laughs) before I get to crying, I just want to say thank you. Thank you. I know um, people out there listening are also going to be inspired and we really appreciate your time and your wisdom. And I just wanted to say thank you for that. So thank thank you, you. Amanda. It's been really fun to be with you today. And when I think about all those years ago, it seems very strange that we'd be sitting doing this today. But what a story it is. And thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I love you. Appreciate you. And thank you all for listening today. Thank you. Thank you.